0: Economics and the Spirit presents, episode 5 of How to Be a Success Ordinary Men Living Extraordinary Lives. The podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now, here's your host, S.B. Cole, author of The Good Man Exploring Economics and the Spirit. Is John Boy Smith. John Boy Smith is one of the superhumans. He is a Paralympic athlete who was paralysed in 2006 at the age of just 16. He went on to become the number one in the world for seated shot put, discus and javelin before moving into wheelchair racing in 2015. But since then, John Boy has gone on to win silver in the 2018 Commonwealth Games T4 Marathon. He's won the Manchester Marathon in 2015, the Dubai and the Seville Marathons in 2016, and he's currently ranked number one in the UK and number two in the Commonwealth nations and the world. John Boy is also a proud Romani Gypsy heritage and stands up against racism directed at his community. John Boy, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you. So, we're we going to begin at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up Romany in Kent in the nineteen nineties and early nineties?
1: Um, it was. I'll be honest. It's the same as everyday life for anybody else. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't brought up any different from from anybody else. Like um, my culture is. They call it like the secret culture, but it's it's oh, one okay. of those things. It's the reason why it's a secret culture is back in the day not a lot of people really knew exactly what gypsies were. Yeah. And as the saying goes, if people are always afraid of what's different. Yeah. So in my opinion, I was brought up exactly the same as everybody else, but yeah. other people's point of views probably would have been a bit different.
0: Okay. So what did you get up to when you were younger? Were you like...
1: In Kent, where we live at the moment, mm. I live in basically the wilderness. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those cases. Back then, it was... We didn't have Playstations, social media and stuff like that. We had... A dog and a pocket knife and away you go
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so what did you do with the dog and the pocket
1: knife? <laughs> oh it was one of those it was like um i had grown up from the age of seven up until up until today yeah i only had there was four of us there was me and three other friends yeah and it was one of those cases we were bored really easy yeah and we lived literally lived in the woods he mm-hmm. was even building campfires and camped in the local woods he was taking his dogs for walk Just an excuse to walk miles and not come home until tea time, really. Oh, that sounds great. So, a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. We got into sport because I used to be an amateur boxer as well. from From toddler age, literally, to the day I was injured. So, I introduced boxing, for example. Yeah. So, it would be one of those cases I'd teach all my friends how to train as a boxer. And that obviously revolved around running and stuff like that. So, it was... We used to. We had a really active upbringing. I'd, I'd say, like, a, I had a good boyhood.
0: And you sound like you were pretty motivated from the start, then as well.
1: I was. It, it's strange. Like, um, like let's go back to my boxing, for example. I can't remember how how old I was, but my idol back in the day was Prince Nassim, who was really big in the I early nineties.
0: Yeah.
1: He was my idol, mm. and it was one of my earliest memories. I could, for the life of me, I can't remember how old I was, but this is before primary school, so I was three or four however how old I was and I remember I said to my dad that's what I want to be when I grow up because I was fascinated by the world title belt and how it looked Yeah. and I said I'll, one day I will be champion of the world and then it just took a yeah as life goes on so yeah ironic really isn't it when you say something like that when you're three years old I,
0: why, <laughs> why do you think it's ironic?
1: because fast forward a few years mm-hmm. I might not have been an able bodied boxer mm-hmm. but I was as as good as champion of the world when I came second in the Berlin Marathon and was ranked number two in the world.
0: That's pretty spectacular, isn't so,
1: it? So, yeah, going from a three-year-old kid, or however old I was, so I mm. want to be champion of something, mm-hmm. to now being, as you said, number one in the UK, mm-hmm. number two in the world, number one in Europe, second in the Commonwealth Nations.
0: It is pretty spectacular. Thank you. Are there times when you thought there's no way that would happen?
1: Oh, of course. Um... Like, with my injury it was such a I don't know what the word is such a had such an impact on me physically mentally and everything like that mm. I went from this kid I was just telling you about active mm. literally on my feet all day all night
0: yeah.
1: to within an instant back then yeah. thinking everything was taken away from me so I a number of occasions not just early on in my mm. injury days but even up until recent yeah. I've hit rock bottom and didn't know I was going to climb back up again
0: Wow. Wow. Can you tell me about how the injury happened?
1: Yeah, so, well, when I was 16, I had a job um, working on a local farm. Yeah. And one of my jobs was to uh, like walk the dogs and just look after the place, really, like a, like a, a hand, they call it, yeah. basically. Um, and the person who I worked for actually gave me a dog because I felt a bit left out, like he had working dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. And on one of these occasions, I had uh, I had my dog with me, like, as I do every day, and I decided to go somewhere I'd, I would I thought I'd venture out a little bit. Yeah. Like me and my friends out of our dogs and everything like that. And I literally stumbled on the wrong place, on the wrong farm at the wrong time. And because I had a, what we call a working dog, a lurcher. Yeah. The farmer thought I was, I was the poacher.
0: Gosh, then what happened next?
1: Um, well, like I say, fired a warning shot, so we jumped in the car to try and flee, basically, because more shots were going off. Yeah. I was chased around for probably 10 or 15 minutes, literally hot pursuit scenario. He was in a Land Rover, we were in a in a car. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, but we were trapped on his land because he, he closed the gate and locked it, so we couldn't get out. We were trying to figure out how to get away, because yeah. literally bullets were ricocheting off, off the car. Oh, Lord. Literally. Mm. And, um... Once we turned around and we saw there was another gate set at the bottom of the, the field or the bottom of where we were. Um, as we were driving out, a bullet came through the back of the vehicle, which I was sitting in because I was in the middle seat of the in, the... in the back, like in the middle of the back seat. Mm-hmm. And the bullet went through the tailgate of the car. Um, literally, the, the luckiest dog in the world skimmed a dog What was in the car with us, literally took off fur. Oh, look. Which was in the boot of the car because the dog jumped in the boot. Mm-hmm. So I literally took some fur off of a dog, mm-hmm. then went through the back seat and into my spine. And at this point, because everybody was in disbelief and a little bit of shock, the person who was sitting on my right, mm-hmm. put his hand across my chest and into my back. And when he pulled his hand back around again, his fingers were covered in blood. And as soon as what I assume was the bullet that hit me, mm-hmm. my legs went limp and I slumped down. So my legs went like jelly and I slumped down and then realised that there was no feeling. So yeah. Wow. So it was literally, I if it was 10 seconds delayed, I would have been okay because we were literally 15 feet from the exit of the, of the mm. field where we were. So it, yeah, went went through, through the back of the car into me and then we were on the road and realised what happened.
0: In the next episode, The Battlefield of the Mind, John Boy will be talking to us about what gave him the strength to keep going after his spinal injury. As always, if you've got any questions, message us to the email that's in the show notes below. Because we will be welcoming some of our guests back to answer questions given by our audience.
1: The consultant comes around who's always the bearer of bad news. Mm. Um he says to me, that, sorry, Mr. Smith said, so this is the extent of your injury. I'm sorry to say you will never walk again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and i was I was upset for about upset down and depressed for, I'd say maximum three days. That's all because
0: thanks for listening. New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, Exploring Economics and the Spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed.